What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting, fun-filled episode of Forfeit Podcast. Metal Matt here. We got Wild Bill. We got the J Lo. We got Big John Stud. How you doing, fellas? Great. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> Lovely. Love to hear it. Me too. Off of the crickets. Me, me, me too. We're we're excited about free agency. We're excited about free agency. We're going to get into some uh, free agency talk as a whole. I guess started off, you know, birds heavy, then roll into, uh, you know, how the NFL landscape is looking as a whole. Uh, and then get into a few issues for lack of better words. I know John's got one that he wants, you know, an issue and wants to get off his chest. And I think we're just going to casually let it flow into its own monster and try not to have a meltdown about about things right now. I'm going to melt down. We're kind of in a weird place again. Like I think this time of year in sports with football ending, you know, you've got the NBA doing its thing, which we can all agree is lackluster. There's not much at the XFL, the USFL is not really scratch it's trying to scratch the itch it's not really scratching that football itch which by the way i have a question for you guys i saw that the eagles proposed that rule change that they got they took from the xfl the the whole like get rid of the onside kick and go for a fourth and 20 instead Mm -hmm. your thoughts and who do you think who do you think thought of that you think that was a Dwayne a, the Rock a Howie move? Do you think that was a a Sirianni? You think Nick was like? You think Nick came into the Novacare Center with a fourth and twenty T-shirt on, well, like a I, dork? I mean, when you talk about how tremendously talented our special teams is, I could understand Sirianni wanting to get rid of that. And no one knows how talented they are <clears throat> better than you, Jesse. Yep. I've been saying all year it was going to be a problem. I was just, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was laughed at when I kept bringing it up in the group chat. You were mocked. I was, I was mocked. And then in the biggest game of the year, special teams shit the bed, but five yard punt return longest in Super Bowl history. But like, if you go back to it, I, are we blaming that on the special teams or are we blaming that on the fucking punter? A little from A, a little from Combe, but okay. I, 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 well, I, I, okay. I, well, yeah. I, I, That's either here or there. Are we splitting hairs here or what? <laughs> the, it's the, what the Eagles are, are are suggesting is a more exciting play than uh, the onside kick. The onside kick so rarely works. I mean, it basically requires somebody falling asleep on the offense or the ball like hitting them in the face. It's a butterfinger action. Yeah, like so. At least you have a chance and. If, if the league wants to say it from a player safety standpoint, the, you know, a fourth and 20 play, what, you know, whatever it is, is definitely safer than an onside kick play where those guys basically are what, 10 yards apart and just take a running start and try to decapitate the other team. Why doesn't anyone ever try to actually kick as hard as they can at somebody to get a ricochet? I feel like that would be a good, um, I guess the fear would be if you do that and you don't hit somebody and it goes out of bounds, it's what an extra 15 yards. Well, yeah. And you lose the shot at getting the ball. And I see what you're saying, John, but 
me can't punt a line drive at somebody and they just all jump out of the way, goes right out, right out of bounds. But I mean, you could probably, that's a play that would probably work once, but you would have to catch it on tape that like one of the guys is asleep on that play and, and doesn't pay attention. And it's your hail Mary to just drill it at him and hope he shits the bed. But why don't they do the XFL where like you have to like, what was it? Run and scramble for the, for the football, like as the kickoff. Remember I mean, that one? It was like a scramble. Like, well, I think I can try. I think the simplest one, and that doesn't. I haven't heard it get talked about. It's going to be an FFP exclusive. Trademark this. I don't know if we should get a piece of this. I love this. Just do what college does. Basically, what the only reason you need an onside kick is because end of the games, you don't have timeouts. You just that first down clock stops till the chains are set. You know. You know how how much more time would be in games if you didn't. If if you if like. That gives you an extra like eight to ten seconds every first down to where you can have a play called at the line height. Like I, if if they did their bebop analytics on that, I guarantee there would be multiple more possessions per game per team. Thus, a better game. Not needing to have, you know, uh, you know, oh, like the Eagles couldn't stop the clock because you know uh, first downs and everything like. You know, if you win the games, it would be more exciting. Let the game kind of go on longer, but in a natural way. It doesn't kill the game. It just stops until, you know, until they're set. But an NFL team, you'd think, be able to get, have plays, you know, whatever. So I think that would just, overall, if you did that throughout the game, like how they do in college, it could, you know, it doesn't matter first quarter or not. It's just first down, chain, clock stops, still chain start. I almost guarantee you'd get, at least one to three more possessions a game per team. It'd be super, it would be super exciting. And, Let, and, and, let's and, all, and let's all agree like, one thing. Let's keep let's keep the college game, the college game, and the NFL game, the NFL game. You suggest having a scrum like it's like it's a uh, gladiator style, <laughs> and all I want to do is have a clock stop for moments. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to do something, to do it completely different. Fine, but I don't want the NFL to turn into college football. John's like, what if we do that thing from the last Boy Scout where the gunner on the punts gets a gun and they can shoot the return team? But listen, stopping the chain, stopping the clock to move the chains is just a bridge too far for me. I think that's in, I think that comments in very poor taste, knowing the sweatshirt that you're wearing. Uh, yeah, and I was uh, just gonna say right. we're. Shots we're, fired. We're half. Yep. We're halfway there. We're halfway there, Jeff. Well, we might as well just get into it. Might as well just get into there it. There you go. Jump on it. You guys can jump on it. What? Oh, John's been I mean, the fact I, that the fact that Jesse's non alma mater ruined one of the most special times of the year for me this year. Hey, man, I was raised on Alabama ruined. football. My 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 late father was the one that brought me up on college football and Alabama football. So you can kiss my dick. Okay. All right. <laughs> And I will say again, the football program and the basketball program are two entirely different entities. The football program wouldn't have, stu- wouldn't have stood for this. This is the first time the basketball program has been good in, in a while. and Ever. Yeah. Oh, and, wait a second. I'm sorry. Does the Alabama logo, is it different on the basketball team's jersey than it is on the football team's yeah. jersey? So you're saying you're an That's Alabama football fan, not an Alabama fan. Like, well, so here's the, the flip side, right? 
since I don't. I'd love to hear this flip side. Well, no, since I don't live in Alabama, being able to watch other sports is rather tough. Like, I'm not going to be able to get, like, collegiate. It's not going to be hard to watch Alabama basketball this year. They're going to be all over the television. But I don't like basketball. I don't like pro basketball. I don't like college basketball. I used to love it. But That's pretty common to Jesse's point, though. Like a lot of a lot of college sports fans have a college football team, then have a college basketball team they root for. Very, very. I mean, you know, there are other people. Maybe if you know, if you did go there, or just you just love the school that much, root for both, and not. And very few schools have both programs good. But to Jesse's point, it's not on. I sure may not say I'm a football, but. You know, I don't know too many people wearing Alabama hoodies because of that. They're rocking. I, I don't know who the coach is. I'm, I even know the coaches since it was Avery Johnson down there. <laughs> but let's, I mean, let's not get it twisted, though. OK, let's not make it seem that college football is the Boy Scouts of 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 collegiate sports. Oh. Yes. NCAA basketball has had their four, four, fair share of issues, as we're seeing currently with Alabama basketball. But let's not get it twisted that the NCAA is a corrupt organization and all the colleges are basically pawns in the game and they have um, little to no say on how they do things and they basically run rampant and they're just as corrupt as the organization that they they abide to. I, mean, I, abso- I absolutely not, agree with that, John. I'm not going to argue with you. Like... Yeah, that's and you know it's like I don't, I don't blame. You know who I feel bad for is the good people that you know are involved with this, both on the Alabama team and all teams in general, because you know this obviously sheds a, a terrible light on collegiate sports, collegiate basketball, but it's it's not so much you know, Alabama's fault. It's not so much all the university's fault. It's I'm mostly disappointed. And again, I've mentioned it before several episodes back with my, my disgust with college football. It's not so much the, the universities involved. Whereas like John just said, they're all pawns. I mean, they're being told what to do. They're given a, a certain set of rules to abide by and the rules are the rules. Now, the NCAA is the one that pulls all these strings. That's the NCAA should be ashamed of themselves for letting this drag on and play out. Now I ask the question I ask you guys is if, if this wasn't the first time Alabama, cause I think I've heard this correctly today. This is the first time in Alabama basketball history that they are the number one seed going into the NCAA tournament. And they also have Brandon Miller, who is the, 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 the root of all this pretty much. And that other, who's the other kid? They're the root of this, but Brandon Miller stands to be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Now, if none of that was a reality right now, would have this, would this have been handled differently by the NCAA? Which makes me even yeah, probably more, wouldn't have even heard more sick. You probably wouldn't have heard about it if it was from like a guy from Wichita State, or uh, that's not a 
you know, Northwestern. Well, no. Like the guy from Wichita State would have been, you know, removed from the team. Right. And Wichita State probably would have been barred from the tournament. Yeah. But since it's Alabama, since it's the Crimson Tide, since it's they're they're making his school history, and they have the the potential the number potential number one overall pick in this year's NBA draft, I feel like that's why everything's getting a little you know skirted to Jesse's point, being held to a different standard, which makes me sick. And not to mention, I read today or seen today that because of threats, they have like armed security there at practice. It's yeah, like, that's great. That's what do you think these games are going to be like? Exactly. Exactly. It's terrible. It's terrible. I look forward to doing a bracket every year, having fun with my friends, talking a bunch of useless trash, you know, hoping that thinking I'm going to win the bracket and then, you know, watching all the upsets to get none of that this year. I think I that get none of it. I think that the shame. I think that this going on and what's going on with John Moran, the NBA, is isn't like, it like a weird parallel happening? Yeah, it, where it's, like, you know, the, sorry to cut you off. I have huh. to get this out. There's a weird parallel, and you would think that since the NCAA is supposed to harness the future talent that comes out of their sports programs to go on to become professionals and become not only professionals at the game that they play at the highest level, but professional human beings. You would think that they would take cues from what, what happened with John Morant and, and everything that has tarnished that young organization in Memphis, which I feel terrible about too, because I've always felt like Memphis had was such a, 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 well-run program and in a fairly small market in the NBA, they were able to make noise, but it's a shame what they're going through right now. But like, you would think that they would take this as a learning opportunity so that the kids at the high school level or the middle school level, watching this growing up in these environments, which are out of their, which is out of their control. And I'm not saying that, you know, these kids are young, right? So like, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm saying. Like, Brandon Miller, like he's 23. I don't know about you guys. I did a lot of dumb shit at 23. Sure. You know, and you don't know you're doing this dumb shit at 23. You think you have all the answers. You need those people in your life that are going to smack you around, not literally, figuratively, and just give you that wake up call and say, what the hell are you doing, man? This is not, you know, where's the mentorship? So that the kids in middle school who haven't gotten to the level that Brandon Miller is or John Moran is right now, they know what's wrong and what's and learn from their experiences and set where are the good examples being set? I mean, these these kids, which are their kids in 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 in, uh, Alabama's when we're talking about Alabama, you know, the, the biggest issue is that it's less about. College college sports has turned into a money grab, and it's been less about kids going to school and getting an education, and more about playing basketball or playing football or playing tennis or whatever they're doing. And that's been the biggest issue. It's less about it getting an education, and it's more about the money and the program 
I mean, there's been countless movies and documentaries about everything that goes on in college sports. Um, it shouldn't be a surprise that this is happening because, you know, we've seen things. We just talked about Jalen Carter previous before we hopped on and what, what he's going through or what, what, he, what has been going on with him. It, until we start to either someone takes a stand and said, you know, not make someone an example, but be more stern about what's happening and someone like a, I don't want to say like an Adam Silver or like a Roger Goodell of the NCAA saying enough is enough. You know, Nick Saban or Kirby Smart or Kyle Perry or whomever, like you don't get to control your your team like this and, and get away with whatever you're getting away with. Like enough's enough. And maybe start doing heavy bands and, and things they did back in the day. I remember with um with with Michigan and and ban them from bowl games and ban them from getting um uh, recruiting and, and all this other stuff. And maybe that's what's going to have to take like hardly, like really do it hard and not like, you know, pussyfoot around about these, these serious issues and really like set an example on a tone because otherwise it, th- it seems like things like this are getting worse and worse. You're seeing more violence, more, you know, once money's involved and, you know, these guys, these kids are basically allowed to like, run run rampant you know on campus like they're untouchable you know guys driving around in track hawks racing down the street and not getting in trouble with the cops is going to happen and until someone's made an example of you know as a whole you know the ncaa needs to get together and say enough's enough and i just don't think they have the backbone to do it i think it's just do the right thing is what you're trying to say john too is yeah. just someone's got to do the right thing yeah it, whether that means setting i don't know if it's like setting an example but just do the right, do the right thing. And, you know, you, you talk about sports in college. I think the beautiful thing that sports brings to, to college is the opportunity. It gives kids in these troubled environments hope. They would never be able to have the opportunity to go to a Duke, an Alabama or a Georgia or a, an LSU or, you know, any of these D1 schools, if it wasn't for their God-given talent, playing a sport. And that's what that's what this is all about. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. It, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. But to your point, when you, when you corrupt it and you let all the wrong things get in the way, again, there has to be some level of accountability for that, that kid, mm-hmm. right? But we have to remember... He's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah, you're exactly and it's, right. And it's the people who are giving them to this opportunity, like the people who run the NCAA. The enablers. Who are the ones that are enabling it because they're getting the sold-out seats. The merchandise is selling out. They're, set, they're setting new records. Alabama is the number one seed for the first time, their basketball team. They have a potential number one draft pick for the first time. That's They have to... They're enabling because all those they care more about that stuff. Nope. When that's not it was never the point with college sports. So until it gets back to that, and that's what makes me sick, and that's what makes me keep changing the channel on all collegiate sports, and I, I just can't. I just I, I feel like I'm, I'm, 
I feel like I'm com- I'm supporting or enabling a crime by watching the tournament this year. I know that sounds a bit far fetched and over dramatic and stuff, but it's like I feel like I'm doing something wrong. By because watching. this isn't the first time that and it's, it's terrible. happened, and this isn't going to be the last time that it happens. Unfortunately, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do all year. Yeah. And that's so, all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know, Bill. I don't know why you're smirking. I mean, Notre Dame's never done anything like this before. Yeah, I'd love to hear another college perspective. No offense, Jesse. I know, I know where you where you stand on it. I think this is a, a lose lose for everybody involved. Um, I think it's. I think everything you guys said. There's nothing wrong with it. It's. 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 It's how you feel. You can never be wrong how you feel. Um, I think it's just one of those when you peel the details away, it gets, it gets, it gets hairy. But at the end of the day, you know, a, a major crime was committed, and even though he didn't commit a crime himself, um, you know, and from what I guess, I, I don't know if I'm wrong. I don't think it was his gun. He just brought the guys. Anywho, just kids being involved with guns is a bad thing to begin with. Um, and I think it's just, it's just unfortunate because, you know, now the kid's getting death threats and he has security guards around him and shit, um, and stuff. And not that, you know, the old two wrongs will make a right. It's, you know, this kid had a bright future ahead of him. And I guess it's, you know, I'm not making him the victim because he did something really dumb. And I think that's. Like why you see guys like why the shit with John Morant so so major because these youngins who who look up to these guys see them do it and getting away with things it's like well I can play do that too and it's like that 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 scene is just like not a game like when you fuck around with guns and drugs and all that bullshit like. It looks cool on MTV video. Oh, God, I just dated myself. MTV, like the MTV video. <laughs> Cut that out of, Cut that out of the, the picture. But Bill dropping a TRL reference. Listen, I'm Carson Daly here. Listen, you know, me, we and Carson go way back. And uh, and and uh, and uh, another dude, and Dave, Dave something. Anyway, Big fan uh, of the pod. Big fan of the pod. Uh, it's, but, it, I mean, it's. I think it, it kind of goes back into that to where, like, like that shit's glorified. That shit's just like, you know, it's 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 like in your face, you know, with like video game, like everything. And then when this shit happens, and people are like, like these these kids don't realize it's like your life's over. Like this is it. Like this isn't you getting pulled over with a bag of weed in your car. You getting drunk. You know, getting pulled over. DUI, like all dumb shit. You come back to. You brought a firearm that wasn't yours, so I respect that. I, do I think he had any idea this guy was going to shoot this lady? No. I don't think he thought that was going to happen. Yeah. I think he thought they were going to go there, flash a gun, be tough guys, whatever, be, you know, whatever. And shit got real, shit got real quick. And it's like that kid's life was over in two seconds of the trigger being pulled. So it's like. You know, I, I, I get why you don't want to watch. I haven't watched much college basketball for other reasons. You know, this was kind of like a cherry on top a little bit for me. Um, it's not like in a boycotting sense. It's in the sense that it's just, 
I don't know. I, I just don't think it's a good. It's like the NBA. It's, it's losing its appeal as a product. It's draining. It's um, draining. It, and so it, it's. I, I think, but I, I feel. I, I guess I and, and maybe because I haven't been involved with following it as much. I do feel bad for this kid, in the sense that like he's a special talent. Um, he, he did something dumb, but it doesn't excuse that there should be severe consequences. So it's like the, the wild thing is the guy that shot into that Jeep. This wasn't the first time he he had gun charges in high school. And that's to be where I don't know if this this Miller kid knew that. And it's like if he knew that, it's like you know, it's like what do you and 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 it goes back to even at a young age. I guess I don't buy into the OG golly gosh me. I didn't know this was going to happen as much. It's just like, dude, like the whole thing, and not that this is the same, like, level, but it kind of is, like with Jaden McDaniels, why I have a real, real hard time watching this kid. And, like, he put up 20 the other night and, like, helped the Sixers win. And I was kind of just like, I'm not cool with this. Like, this kid, like, ruined two girls' lives. Because he was, you know, and and the defense was, oh, he was young. He was he was seventeen, eighteen years old. It's like well, he wasn't young enough. He was young, old enough to understand how to get a phone, record it, these acts, post it, and show friends. So like the whole I'm young thing doesn't. I don't buy into that. This wasn't. I did this. Somebody stole my phone, and I don't know how this happened. You know. But again, I'm not trying to go down that road. But I, I think. Well, I think your point, Bill, is, is it only gets you so far. Like it does. there and, comes a point where you're 18 years old, you know, it's time to, there's, there's gotta be some level in old a, enough of to get college, you're old enough, you know, to, you know, to, 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 to get bags of cash handed to you from boosters. You're old enough to do all these things. So then when you do something wrong and trouble, Oh, I'm just a kid. Well, and to well, Jess and to Jesse's point, like the kid who ended up shooting into that Jeep, the miles kid, murderer miles, whatever his name is. He, you said it yourself. He was brought up on how many other accusations and charges. And so it's like, okay, you're young. We're, we were all, we're all, we're, we've all been young and done dumb stuff, but it's, how do you, how do you learn from your mistake? How do you pick yourself yeah. up and learn the, from it? The crazy thing is, is more to me, the John Moran thing, like on top of the amount of money, He's about to get in contracts and endorsements. Oh, endorsements alone. I mean, Coca-Cola shoe deals like this is a dude that that lived like he's trying to be hood. He's not hood. He grew up in a middle class family with his parents that are still married to this day. Like, who does this guy fucking think he is? Like, it's that image. It's it's that Allen Iverson image that they all look up to. And, you know, and that's fine if you're like Iverson was. Iverson had to grow up in the projects and, you know, his elite talent got him out so he didn't get killed. So at least like there's a rationale for some of the dumb shit that Iverson did because he was around the people that he came up with were looking out for him because he was an elite talent, but didn't have his best interests at heart. 
like John Morant, the dudes that he grew up with were all middle class dudes. So like you you go to college. So at some point between high school and college and the pros, he decides I'm going to be hood. I'm going to start rolling with dudes that are all about that life. And the problem is like he thinks he's this tough dude. All the guys that he's rolling with probably wouldn't hesitate a second to shoot him themselves or to rob him or to set him up to, to take charges for them. And, and, and like this idiot, he brings a gun with him on the road. So he brought a gun onto the chartered flight and took it to a club, took it across all kinds of different state lines. And it's like if the NBA doesn't like throw the book at this dude, then what? Oh, they threw the oh they threw the book, Jesse. They suspended him for eight games. But that's the league. What has Milwaukee done yet? Or Memphis? Well, Memphis has had him out. They've had him. Memphis out. just had him out. If you're going to continue to keep treating college kids like they're millionaire athletes and they're not, and then expect them to then be traded to billion dollar organizations and have them treated ten times the same or better times money, 10 times the money. This is what's going to continue to happen. Well, and and here's the deal. I want to make one comment on what Jesse said about the people that you end up surrounding yourself. And just because you come from a certain type of background doesn't mean that you're, as you move, you know, to different parts of the country, you, you, you find, you find success you get some money and you start associating yourself in, in these crowds of people who are from different classes, different backgrounds come from different walks of, of, of life, but find themselves in the same class. It doesn't always mean that you're going to align yourself with the same people that you came from. I mean, the dude seemed to be hanging around a lot of strip clubs, a lot of nightclubs. I don't frequent those places, but from what I've been told and what I've gathered, um, there's some sh- people who, with some shady, <laughs> shady track records that like to frequent these these places. And be investors, maybe you. You, you start you start finding yourself rolling with people that, you know, say, Hey man, you know, I mean, we, we've seen it with a lot of other athletes, you know, all the people come out of the woodwork. Who's to say that these people didn't say, didn't say, Hey man, I, yeah, I know so-and-so from that, from, from, from the block. I, you know, I, 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 I grew up, you know, two neighborhoods down from you. And like, we all grew up in South Jersey. Like you grow up two neighborhoods down from somewhere. There's a lot of people in Jersey. Like chances are you might not cross paths with the, that person. You don't know them from, from Adam. So like when you reach that level of fame, man, that's the one thing, like it got me thinking about LeBron James, like for all the things that like annoy us about LeBron James, the one thing, like what's the one thing that like, had you shook about LeBron James, like, or, or had us like on the edge of our seat with LeBron. It was not like a murder trial, not gun charges, not drug. It's like whether or not he's going to play re-signing Cleveland again. 
like yeah. for his entire career. And yeah, that's saying something. So, I, but to go back to, you know, it's real easy when you have all that money, you'd be surprised the types of people that start coming at you. I mean, you start getting invited to certain things. You start, you know, getting uh, looped in with people who know people who are associated with people who lie about who they're associated with. And then they get into your group. You know, it's 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 crazy. We, we've we got some breaking baseball news. OK, Ed- Phillies <laughs> baseball news. No, no, but just uh, Mets. So uh, the World Baseball Classic is going on. The Puerto Rico knocked the Dominican Republic out in the first round of the World Baseball Classic. The Dominican Republic's um, roster is ridiculous. It's like an all-star, all-star team. So one of the guys on the Puerto Rico team that was celebrating the win was Mr. Edwin Timmy Trumpet Diaz. We all remember that jerk off. Well, he uh, looks like he did a, uh, a grammatica on his knee and had to be put into a wheelchair and dragged off of the field. He can't put any pressure on his leg, and he might be done. So, from celebrating? From celebrating. Mm. The Mets curse is real. Karma's a biatch. Great. I mean, I don't know how to segue from that. That was. Just I, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't. Yeah, that was. It's breathtaking. Absolutely breathtaking. So, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know if you guys want to put the whole. Wrap it in a bow. Wrap it in a bow. NCAA, get better. Get better. Be better. I get kids better. Learn from your mistakes. You know, kids are kids, great, but these billion-dollar organizations and, and, you know, logos on your sweatshirts and hats that we all wear, like, they're part of the process. Do better. Do better. And and that's what we've talked about with, uh, with Carter. It's like... I don't want that fucking dude anywhere near this team because yeah. nothing, nothing good. All the, the worst thing that could happen is he influences some of the other young players on this team and wraps up a couple of guys in his fucker. Well, speaking of doing better, the NFL free agency is all about getting better, getting better, right? As an organization, as a team, as a coaching staff, how have our birds been doing with getting better? They start by losing some pieces, right? Pieces that we knew we, we weren't going to be able to afford to keep. And there are probably some dudes that were like, I'd love to stay, but I got to get my chicken. So don't get, in, don't get in the way of my chicken. Everything's cool. So, you know, guys like Hargrave, um, Best of luck in San Francisco. Uh, TJ Edwards, who, by the way, did you hear his comment about Justin Fields today? That he he truly believes that Justin Fields could potentially have a breakout year and turn his career around and escalate his level to the same to be the same as Jalen Hurts. Don't disagree one bit. Yeah, I mean, very high got, on Justin Fields. He's he's got all the. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He just needs to put it together. Yeah, like there's there's no reason. If if he was on like the Chiefs, right, or any other you know competently run franchise, I don't think it would be 
a discussion. Like you'd be talking about him being the next in that next tier of guys ready to, to take off. But when he's on the Bears, who have been, I mean, terrible since we were what? Seven? Since 85. Yeah, like. No, okay. they went to the Super Bowl since huh? then. They went yeah, to the no, Super they, Bowl first freshman. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's they they, they, like they had they had some years, but overall, it's been well. We can't discount that. Pretty bad. Been pretty okay. All right, one year. So we lose Epps. He's a Raider. Dillard. I don't think we're really we're you know don't let the door hit you in the ass, right? I'm shocked by how much money he got. Well, it's the Titans. True. Whatever. Have fun in Tennessee. Uh. All, all yeah. offensive linemen are always valuable. We re-sign Jason Kelsey. Howie gets extremely drunk. Unbelievable. And thus starts the fuckery, right? Brandon Graham. We welcome back Brandon Graham. I think part of the fuckery <laughs> that everyone can agree with or let's at least discuss is the signing of Rashad Penny. How would you grade that? Wouldn't be surprised if he got cut after training camp. I mean, his yeah. contract is so is so small. That my, that that to me smells like a um, take a flyer. We have this idea about someone we might want to draft if they're there. If not, this is our backup plan. Well, and like you said, John, it's a lottery ticket. Like, what's he making? A million and a half this year? Six hundred thousand guaranteed. Yeah. So like. If he can put it together and stay healthy, he's an elite talent. I mean, 5.7 yards of carry sounds pretty good to me. He, on average. Yeah, is, when you're not on your couch with, you know. No, I I, I, I understand. Dude, but, I looked at his. But it sounds pretty good. Sure. He, it's just the unfortunate thing that, like, and and it's, it, he's one of those guys which I think has bad luck because it's, it's not like it's the same injury all the time. He did a knee. He broke both bones in his lower leg. He broke an ankle. He had like a hand injury um, and a couple knee sprains here or there. But like, sounds like the perfect Philadelphia athlete. But like, <laughs> it, it's not like a guy that that you know has blown out both knees, right? And like, um, what's his nuts? The rapist in in. Um, Cleveland has had three knee That's knee therapist, Jesse. Therapist. <laughs> but, like, he's had three knee surgeries. So, like, the, the one, to John's point, he's a lottery ticket. Like, the way that our line can block, if he can stay healthy, he's going to have a monster season. If he doesn't, you cut him. If, if, if um, let's say, something happens. Deshaun Watson? Huh? Were you saying Deshaun Watson? Yeah. He, I think there's a difference between him, though. I mean, he's getting $150 million guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, but I don't talking. think he's a lottery ticket. I think I'm, they made a mistake. <laughs> no, 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 no. But Rashad Penny is a lottery ticket because he's he has all the talent in the world, and he just can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Whereas – but, but it's cheap. weird – but it's, and it's fluke injuries, right? Like he breaks both bones in his leg. He breaks his ankle. He blows a knee out. What what I was saying is the rapist has blown out both knees twice. Like it's so for him, it's the same injury. Whereas this guy, it's just, I mean, what's going to happen next? A fucking uh, safe falls out of a building and, and 
it lands on his head. Like no, a piano, Jesse. It's just what it's, it's piano. Just Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, but he's got all the talent in the world. He just has to stay. He just has to stay healthy. But again, to John's point, like, what happens if Bijan falls into the second round because of, of GMs doing dumb shit? Like, Howie might try to move and grab him, or there's a, a bunch of really talented running backs that are going to be available day two. So, like, you grab him for six hundred grand. If none of those guys fall to you, you, you keep them. If not, kick rocks, bro. Or maybe you kick one of the other running backs loose. Let, let's get let's let's be real first. God, Bill. God, Bill. I was gonna say I think it. This was you know probably not best because I mean you know bringing back a couple other guys. This was a great signing because Jesse's right. I mean he could be a twelve hundred yard rusher if he played twelve games even. But I think with him, the thought process is is I think they're gonna see who looks better between him and Sermon. I think they're really big on learn that name. They're really big on Trey Sermon. Um, they kept him around all last year, um, paid him a million dollars to be on the practice squad after San Fran cut him. Um, he, you heard he, it here, folks. You heard it here first. FFP he, exclusive. Before Rashad Penny, the only running backs we had on, you know, on, on, on the payroll were Gainwell, Sermon, and uh, Kennedy Brooks on the practice squad. But Sermon... They picked up his contract, his third-round rookie contract from when San Fran cut him because um, he got injured in San Fran, and he did have, uh, I think, a couple fumbles in games. Um, but this kid is a 20-carry. I mean, he was a monster at Ohio State. So um, I think he's a name to kind of watch. I think if he, I think they're going to keep one of those two. I think it's going to be who looks good. And then I think they do draft somebody like Jesse said. I think, I think Bijan. I think uh, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. I think he's on the table for sure. He's he's Alvin. He's he's a Alvin Kamara running back. If he's there in the round one, I don't think I think that could be where maybe you see how he pulled the trigger. Um, but that's why I think I think you miss out on those kind of guys. Penny is an absolute home run, and you know absolute home run pick. He'll probably get hurt, but also i mean i mean miles sanders always got hurt too so you know i saw he only missed like seven games in his career here i i, I thought he was maybe way missing way more than that he was more inconsistent than he was injured yeah well he missed like 20 games like he played like 55 to 62 or something like he didn't miss met he only missed seven games it said like but i feel like I feel like he'd be out in a big series when you needed him. Yeah. Super Bowl got hurt first play of the game. That's why he didn't play. He cleared his wrist on that catch on the first play of the game. Uh, he why he didn't come back in because he fucking couldn't hold the ball. He hurt his wrist. So I fumbled that ball on that catch too. And they, I mean, they, 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 they didn't call it a fumble, but I mean, he got hurt in the first play of the game, you know, <laughs> one of our best players. I mean, again, not his fault, but you know, and that's, what's crazy. Would have been nice to have him like TJ Edwards. <laughs> You know, I, I want us to keep him, and I didn't think he got paid that much money from the Bears, which is a little surprising. We wouldn't pay that. Um, but, I mean, everything I saw, like, he had his, like, arguably his worst game as a pro in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how you – I mean, again, Bradbury had the hold. I get it. But, um, you know, he didn't play a horrible game. I mean, well, take, and, and N'Kobe Dean has to play. Yeah, I mean, he had, that's the thing, and that's the thing, you know, that's the thing with the Eagles – we got a lot of youngins that are going to have to step up now. I mean, there's no more 
luxury of oh they can hide behind like Kazir White's gone. I mean it's you know all that Mac on with the segment you know with the free agency shit. But I keep going. Oh, uh, you know it's it's. I think it's. I, I think he's, he's done done a really good job so far. I think it's. I'm surprised that we kept Bradbury. Um, John Clark got, is now re- reporting that at 24 seconds ago, it is highly likely that Slay will stay. Yeah, oh, like I think they're going to bring him back. Will Slay stay? Um, which is good. You know, I'm still okay if you draft somebody um, at 10 or whatever. I think you should. Bradbury, I mean, having two guys in their 30 as your quarterback, cornerbacks, you know, it's, you need, it's a little you, suspect. Yeah, you, you need backups. But I get it. You got you, we have a lot of holes to fill. But you know, I, I'm, I'm putting it out there too. And and this is in, in the free agency. You know, this is going to teeter with free agency and draft fit, which you know, which our fans love. Is I'm not gonna right around the corner. I, I will not sit here and be shocked at at 10 or if we trade back even to like 12 or 14 whatever if we don't take a receiver in round one again i'm telling you it would not shock me again i just don't see not happening and, and i thought about this more and more with what these dudes get paid like if you take a uh a Najobi, the guy from ohio state he's arguably the best receiver and he's a slot receiver what we again i'm not advocating for it but now you get a guy who's an elite receiver for five years on a rookie deal Instead of having to pay, I mean, yeah, we got AJ Brown for twenty-five million, but I mean, we like to pay our O line, we like to pay our D line, so you need other guys to be cheap. You know, it's AJ. You know, again, I'm not advocating for it, but it's just like I feel like with the draft, we can go so many, so many directions now. I just don't brought back many key pieces. I just don't see like there's not a wide receiver as good as that's been drafted in the first round the last couple as there has been in the last couple of years. Like, so it's, and like the Eagles need offensive line, they need defensive line. They might need a corner. They might need a safety. And like you've said the name before, Jameer Gibbs, he can play the X Alabama used him in the X half of the season when the rookie wide receivers couldn't get open. They were running a wide, they were running a running back out wide and he was burning quarterbacks. Like, you could get that guy in the second round, and he's your running back slash, you know. Uh, I think Vargas in the first round. I think him and Bijan definitely round one. I think I I I I, I think. But any, anywho, I, I didn't mean to turn this into draft fit. But yeah, I think uh, I'm curious to see what John. No, thinks. it should be called drunk fit because you're drunk like Howie Roseman. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. Here we go. Let's do it. I want to. No, hear. I mean you could go off. I mean we're drafting Alabama running backs round one. Whoa, 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 number 10 whoa. overall. Not. I wouldn't be shocked. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Advocating for I, I am not advocating drafting Jameer Gibbs in the first round. He's going to be there in the second. No, I don't think yeah, so. Don't worry. We could get an Al- the Alabama player in the second, John. Don't worry about it. Alabama players. Like, don't worry about it. We're forfeit pod year like seven, and it's like every year. It's like every year. Watch a watch a TCU game or a fucking a Boise State game every once in a while, so I can get a little bit more out of. Uh, there are other players. There are other players that can get drafted in the NFL besides of, Alabama watch, players, right? I watch plenty of. College. There are other. There are other football Bill, teams, right? Bill, back me up on this. Is Jameer Gibbs the second best running back in in the draft? Yeah, I think he is. Every fucking mock draft has him number two. I can tell you that. Who's number three? No, Charbonnet. I, I, mean, I can read ESPN too. 
there's too many teams like I mean the Bengals, the Bills. He's going to go round one. Bijan and him, I, I think, are going. And honestly, John, the the dude I would love for them to draft is um, Cortez out of uh, if Cortez. they draft. Him. He's a he's a he runs like um, beast mode. He just runs angry, and you're going to be able to get him. Rodriguez from Kentucky, huh? You mean Chris Rodriguez from? Kentucky? I'm sorry, yeah, C Rod. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, C Rod. He's not, I'm actually reading. He won't even be drafted. Like he's going to be like like he could be like a seventh round on pick for yeah, him. Like he's the guy I I would love to. Uh, so I got to see him for. It just so happened that during my um, my visits to the hospital this this year, um, two of them cor- corresponded to um, Kentucky games on the TV, and I got to watch a lot of him play. And God, he runs angry. Now there's so, a, there's a few backs. I want Bijan and would love it, but I I think somebody would have to literally I don't know drug Howie with what for him to take a running back round one. Why yeah, do you I mean, want? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Why do you want a running back when our quarterback does thirty to forty percent of our running? We well, don't want that. We don't. I don't want. I, like you, don't, you don't. You don't. You don't. You want to cut his legs off, and you don't want to make him dynamic. Well, you want no, him John, to be an occupier. So the the thing that the element that a guy like Bijan or Gibbs would bring to this offense is their ability to play behind the line where you could run triple option with, with either of those guys, you send, you send Hertz moving to the outside going to trying to get around the corner, the either the linebacker, the corner, the safety, somebody's going to go with Hertz and you have the running back shadowing the, the quarterback and the running back is going to be ahead of the play. He's going to turn the corner and depending on if Hertz can get there or not, he either keeps it or flips it out to the to the running back who's going to be wide open. And it is a devastating play when you have a athletic running back and quarterback that can do it. So that's I'll why that's the way you get the Super Bowl. We'll just draft Bijan Robinson and we'll run one play. Perfect. Well, no, no, I'm not, I'm not. Again, I'm not advocating that he's the only guy. I'm saying guys like Bijan, guys like. You guys have to stop drinking whatever Howie Roseman keeps giving you. Keel. You're not drafting a running back first round. I just I said that. To it. And I didn't say they were. You're not, you're not getting him in the second round either. How about that? How about hot take on forfeit pop? You're not getting Whoa. him in the second. Okay. Well, no, I, but I think Gibbs will get in the second if you want him. Okay. okay. Well, again, with more, more of this to come in the epic draft fit episode that's you know, a three-part series, three and a half hours each part. Uh, three-part series is three-day series. Uh, just from dance. Thursday night. I hit record. I actually live streaming from Thursday through Sunday, all seven <laughs> rounds. John, it looks like you're going to be really <laughs> angry. Fears. It's going to be angry. Slay's wife just put on Twitter. We here, baby. Green heart, eagle emojis. So it looks all like right. they're back. Well, right. you know what, guys? It. it I don't want to hear any more complaining about we need to be younger and we need to be cheaper because obviously we're not going to. I just want to win. Yeah. How about just win, baby? I could understand that. But my problem with doing this is that your secondary basically gave up boatloads of yards in the Super Bowl 
covering B and C rated blockbuster VHS tapes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're bringing back the same guys and then you're going to say, okay, well, you know what? Let's, I was a big proponent. I didn't like Gannon for years. I didn't like Schwartz until he won the Super Bowl. Ben don't break. But we're bringing back the same guys. So you're bringing back Slay. You're bringing back Bradbury. Maybe you bring Jay, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Maybe you're going to fill a hole drafting a safety. Maybe you're going to draft a defensive lineman. You're bringing back all Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey. All right, we might as well just run it back. Great. That sounds like a great idea. What are we adding to this roster? What are we actually – how are we making it better? What, what are we doing? Well, I mean, free agency isn't over yet. So yeah. – I think it was and, and, and honestly, like if, if we wanted to, if we wanted to single out a side of the defense that cost us the Super Bowl, I wouldn't begin with the corners and the safeties. It it would be the defensive line, the linebackers, and the defensive coordinator. How many oh, sacks? How based, many on, based on the two same plays ran in the Super Bowl that both both touchdowns were scored on. That was you, the defensive. That was the defensive lines problem. Well, was it was pretty embarrassing. It was pretty. To Jesse's point, it was pretty. It pretty embarrassing that we we did, we couldn't get them homes once. Yeah, like our vaunted defensive line that was like the greatest defensive line ever. Patrick that, Mahomes with like one and a quarter legs. Fine. You know, you're also, you're also filling that with Linval Joseph and Ndamukong Sue, who were basically sitting out on their couch. They were lottery tickets. Great. They didn't get to him. Yeah, Jordan Davis, who I don't know what happened halfway through the season. Either something happened with him, and he, he didn't play as well. You have Sweat got hurt. You had Hassan Reddick, who was the only probably dominant player on your defensive line, couldn't get to the quarterback. Fine, but Mahomes was still able to throw to wide open guys. Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore. Yeah. Uh, um, who's the other fucking Jamoke? But also, John, the two plays that you brought up, that's not on the corners. Valdez right Scanlon. That okay. the 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 okay. way that Gannon wanted the defense run, when the offense does something when the offense puts a man in motion, the corners and the safeties have to check off each other and switch. It is a feature in his defense. They have no choice but to do it. Unfortunately, Dougie burned us with it earlier in the year. And Dum Dum Gannon was like, "Hmm, now nah, we don't need to fix that." I mean, it's an obvious. Meanwhile, so so it's big not du- that big. Dougie calls big red. Good. Our defensive coordinator isn't good enough, but actually now our corners aren't smart enough to re- recognize that, and we brought them. But back. it's it's not it's not the corners. Like if you're a, if you're a football player and you are told this is your assignment, this is what you do, you can't just be like, "Nah, bro, I didn't feel like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on my man." You can't do that. So we can't make adjustments. We're going to blame the coordinator. Fine. Okay. But what? explain explain to me giving up. How many yards did Juju Smith-Suster have in the Super Bowl? Valdez Scanling, how many yards did he have? How, how, much, how many yards did Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey have? They were playing yeah. off of them the entire game. You know that. Okay. That is back. the way and, the game. Except, except the same Except the same thing. But you know what? We always want to get younger. We want to get cheaper. We don't have any money. And then everyone here bitches and moans about how we don't have enough cap space. But then you turn around, you give Fletcher Cox $10 million. You, you bring Jason Kelsey back for $14.5 million, top center in, top center in, the, in the league. You, you give out just 
just give out money, but you don't have you don't have money to sign a guy who basically led the league in interceptions last year. You can't give him all, all the money that he wants. Why is that? Because you're too busy bringing up these other guys who, you know, all intents and purposes. I, I understand the holding call was questionable, but it was a penalty. He got called on it. Uh, what are we going to do? I mean, I mean, Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey did help us win our first Super Bowl ever. So there's that. I guess the way to look at it, and I guess the way I see it is, I, all these are ancillary items. If Jalen last year wasn't a fluke, and Jalen gets better, like he like he's showing he's potentially to, he's the key to all this. And I would think how he's thinking is, is we were a few goal away from winning the Super Bowl with this team. Let's run it back as much as we can with this team. I mean, and and, and I mean we did it in eighteen. Um, you know. I, yeah, we thank you for bringing that. We did it and, in 18. And, and how about how many arguments do we get about, oh, we went all in on all these guys and it didn't work out. And I tried to defend it, defend it, defend it, and I got shit on for it. And for and now all, same exact thing. I also want to remind everyone for as well as Jalen Hurts played, he did he did have a really pivotal turnover in the Super Bowl, which if that didn't happen, we probably wouldn't be talking about any of this right now. So you're right because we wouldn't be re-signing Slay. We wouldn't. We would have let Bradbury walk, and we would have started fresh. And we would have two Super Bowl rings and not one. So, right. I'm I'm fine yeah. with bringing Bradbury back. I thought he was a good player. Like penalties, the penalty, right? The penalties, a penalty. We we all have thoughts on that that hold. Was like, it a hold? It yes. Do you call run. that at that level of, the, of of in in the biggest game of the year? I don't think you call that. But that's. You could argue that until we're all, you know, blue in the face. Yeah, overpay guys constantly. It's fine. You can't you can't say it out of one side of your mouth and then think of on the other. It's all I'm is, saying. Uh, has anything else in free agency besides what the Eagles are doing interested anyone? I, uh, is everyone sick and tired of hearing Aaron Rodgers' name again? I I love what the 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 Cowboys' masterful. Uh, use of the salary cap with running backs there. They've got what? $35 million tied up in, in running backs. They're going to cut Zeke. So that'll go down drastically. No, but it's a dead cap hit because of Zeke. Yeah. But they'll be able to like do the post June first thing and they'll be able to move it down a little bit. But no, like, I mean the Cowboys, I mean, they, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they redid Dax deal supposedly, but yeah, I don't get where their money's at. Cause they don't have like that good of players. Like he got a few, but didn't what's his nuts break his leg or break his ankle or something? Probably of the best cornerback duo in the league. Uh, that, that that's not accurate. I wouldn't you, agree with that. Diggs and Gilmore aren't the best cornerback duo in the league. Stefan Gilmore is not a top cornerback in the NFL. He's he's a starting cornerback. Bill uh, Zeke's dead cap for this year is eleven million dollars. Yeah, so that's about yeah that that that's close to what Hargraves is like twenty something. God, that's so disgusting how that works, but. No, Diggs and I mean they're good. I mean, still, I mean Gilmore's okay, but I mean he's not, I mean he's not like a bomb by any means. But I, I think he's at best like in the slight category, and I think I mean Diggs is better than Bradbury. Yes, I'm not going to say he's not. I mean I'm not like going to ignore how good Diggs is. But last time I checked, Diggs the Cowboys couldn't beat the 49ers, and we could. So I mean that's how I look at things. It's it's the NFC has come through. The Eagles again. You still, y'all, everybody starts out zero and zero, but every team that came in front of us, the Eagles put down 
And all I know is we had the same quarterback. The be- our, I mean, I, I don't. I guess you can try to argue t- maybe T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, or Ty Hill and Waddle, but when you throw in Goddard, we have the best offensive weapons in football. Arguably the best O line, running backs. Hopefully, we you know we could kind of peach patch meal through. I mean, I I don't see how this is not excitement to have another 12, 13 win season with this team. I just, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, the NFL, everybody always says it's head coaching and quarterback. Well, our head coach won 14 games and so did our quarterback last year. That's a pretty good thing. I think so. Um, you know, and that's time I checked. It's still Daniel Jones on the giants, still Dak on the Cowboys and still whoever Sam Howell or whoever, they just signed, uh, Jacoby Brissett in Washington. So first things first is win your division. I don't think any of those teams really scared. I mean, you got to still do it but on paper. None of those teams are like, Oh boy. Yeah, oh boy. It's like, mm, no, I think, I think they're saying, Oh boy to the Eagles. It just, it just, it just, our defense is gonna, I guess that's a question mark having a new system. Well, I guess I don't know if it's a whole new system, but a new guy in Desai and I guess, uh, I guess the proof's in the pudding, as they say. That's what's going to come out of it. Matt, to your point, I think yeah. that the the Aaron Rodgers saga, as taxing as it's been, is a should be a wake-up call to the NFL and how a single person can hijack two franchises. And I think that that should also be something that is an eye-opener to the NFL, and they should put the kibosh on that as well because it's absolutely ridiculous what he's – being able to do and um, it sort of happened a little bit with Brady and I thought this is even more of an extreme to being like yeah I'll come I'll come with you and uh, here's a list of guys I want and and basically playing fantasy football but also blue chips com- coming out <laughs> on a podcast and saying oh this is what I expect to be doing and dictating it is kind of insulting and ignorant if you ask me well it just further proves you know our point here on forfeit podcast that aaron Rodgers is in fact a, a grade a asshole <laughs> yeah. yeah he's an utter piece of shit yeah. uh yeah yeah i mean have fun at the jets they're they're gonna suck yeah we all talk about being a professional setting good examples, doing the right things, being a role model. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is, isn't doing any of that. Yeah. It's okay. Because he's, we play uh, next year. It's okay. I I don't care. I I would love to to play Aaron Rodgers. You know why? Because I, I, I'm in the camp again, probably in the minority, but I feel like the book has been written on this bum and he's, He's not he'll make the hall. He'll make the hall. He's got the numbers. He won a chip. But he's no better than Drew Brees. He's no better than Russell Wilson, in my opinion. No better than Russell Wilson. Off bias right there. Russell Russell big drop. But the but the difference is Brees, like anybody who ever talks per anybody who's ever like met Drew Brees or interacted with him is like He's the nicest dude you'd ever meet in your life. That's like, my point, Jesse. Like, it, it's some reason, somehow, some way, the media and Aaron Rod- he has manipulated this league 
and its fan base and the media to think that he is better than who he and what he is. Well, I mean, it happens all the time. I'm not defending him. I'm not. I mean, I don't have an issue with him. I don't root for him. I don't root against him. But he has won back to back, like or like, didn't he win back to back MVPs the last two I mean, years? But MVPs are. Um, I'm just yeah. saying, though. I mean, his yeah. skill level is. He's a top three quarterback. Has been. I. I who knows? He's 39. Here you so, go. He's the Kyrie Irving of the NFL. Brilliant. Yes. He's the Kyrie Irving of the NFL. No, because Kyrie doesn't All this talent in the world Aaron, can't, can't deny out. it. He's not a diva with games. I don't think Kyrie's a fair – because Kyrie sits out games and then doesn't play. I think I think what you saw from Aaron Rodgers this, this year, all the eye-rolling, giving up on his team, throwing the players under the, under, under the bus, I think he's – that's the that's the football equivalent of what a Kyrie Irving does. The the ayahuasca, the 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 darkness retreat. Like, would you want to be a fucking guy in the Packers and have to answer questions about that? I mean, if you look at Kyrie people? Irving's career, let's look at his career real quick. Without LeBron James that one year, what has he done? Nothing. He's, nothing. He made a lot of money. He, he's made a Celtics, lot of money. But he's the Nets. But he's manipulated again. He's manipulated the league, its fan base, and the media to to make put him in a in a stratosphere and a and a and a class that he does not belong in. Does he have the talent to be in that? League? Absolutely. But I, in my opinion, and I was very high on Kyrie Irving. I used to love me some Uncle Drew, but. The way that he has written his narrative throughout his career is, is just, it's just an off. It's, it's awful. It's not the way it's not. It, it. A lot of this and not all, I mean, you know, a shithead's a shithead no matter what, but I, I think I'll go back to one constant with everything and not only sports is fucking social media. And it just exposes so it, much to these it, people. It throws fuel on that fire, Bill. I can't agree more. It just like, you know, it, it gives them a, 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 a again, it, I'm not trying to say without social media, we would think Aaron's a great guy and Kyrie. No, like guys are jerks. They get out. They still do interviews. They would get out. They are who they are. But just the, the amount where it just peppered yes. in our face and they yes. give a moment, like lose my number, Adam Schefter. I mean, he, I know he didn't put that out there to be whatever, but like, just shit like that. It's where it's just like, you know, people just constantly crave the intake of like shit like that. And it's just like, so it's like people are almost drawn to it. And this is goes back to what John point with Aaron Rodgers, um, that John brought up with Ben Simmons years ago when I used to defend Ben, we and, all defended Ben and, um, not this uh, guy. Uh, I know. I John, saw through that. It's like, Hot, and, and I'd be like, no, man, he, he'll come around, he'll shoot, yeah. hit this, and I had the positive angle after the – and he had success the first year. It was an all-star, his first full year. Like, Rookie like of the year. Player. And John's like, well, if he's getting paid $150 million and he's not shooting, like, where's the motivation to make him shoot? And the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. He's been making $30, $40 million a year for the last 10 years. The fuck does he care about what any fan thinks, anybody? He's in, his, he's in such an Aaron Rodgers world that, that you know – it's like, and that's the thing with the Kyrie. Kyrie's got hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. That's a world where, like, 
society as we know it just is not the same. And the only thing that matters to him is Kyrie because every single person around him, and this goes back to the Brandon Miller thing or like the, uh, the John Moran thing, people, everybody wants a piece. So he's, he has 30 people around him daily and they're all, you're the greatest Kyrie. We love you, Kyrie. We love you, Aaron. And, and it's all they over here. And they just, they, and, and these guys just have these egos and we have like, it's not fair to say God complexes, but it's kind of like that to where like, you know, they're the king of their own world. Yep. And it just, you know, it's, it, it's just human nature and they're just pieces of shit. Cause like you said, Matt, LeBron could be that way. And he's not, he's an idiot. He says dumb shit and we don't like him. Yeah. Bad dude. No, bad dude. No. And like, and he, he and he has every ability to, to be that. I mean, he has, he could be, I, I'd if, like to think that if LeBron James walked, like if we're all hanging out and LeBron James walked through the door and he came over and just casually sat down with us, or we asked him to come sit down. I am willing to bet that by the time we're done talking to him, however long that is. And he walks away. We're all like, guy's a good dude. Like genuinely like he's a good dude. And I mean, and that's one of the things that, you know, you, you can tell over time is with social media or interviews or just how they carry themselves. It's just like, you know, money can change you if you let it. And, and I don't think it changes you. I think it just lets you be the real you. And some guys are just shit turds and mm-hmm. they're not able to maybe be as vocal about it or they're not as, they don't have the bravado, but like, you know, like we said, it's, when you're making ten, twenty million dollars year in year out, it's like fuck it, dude. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And so I those mean, are the kind of people it's hard to root for. Here's the slope that John Morant is sliding on. Remember Johnny Manziel? Remember? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. He didn't really come. He was brought up in a pretty good uh, environment, from what I from what I can remember. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Look what happened to that guy once he got a little bit of money and some fame. Well, the the problem with him was a little bit of talent lacking talent too. Well, yeah, that's he, the difference. But the, he, what I'm saying is, is like if he had maybe a third of the talent that John Moran has, but like, <laughs> I mean, again, different sport. But 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 he's he went down that same that same road, and you heard all the people that try to get into his ear along the way saying, Johnny been in this business a long time i've you know i've been down these roads i've been at these cross these crossroads you know i've had to make these decisions myself and this is this is what i can get you i've seen it with other guys and this and that he had all the from what i understand he had all the a lot of people try to coach him along the way and the the, the problem with manzel was his family were wealthy enough that he was just one of those kids that like kind of ran amok and the parents were off doing their own thing and yeah by, by the time he got to college yeah it was amplified like you know his the stuff that he did he gets to cop or the pros with a lot of money and it's just like it's amplified now granted it is good to hear like apparently he's clean now yeah and like he's just like they asked him about like football or anything he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like i like playing golf man like yeah. Well, I mean, look, he knows he fucked up. So, I mean, I'm well, glad I he's. I think he I'm, was. I think he's kind of happy to be done with the game. Like, right, right. Right. And also, let's be clear too. Like, just to tie a bow on the John the John Morant thing. 
I, I think that he is a super uber talented superstar potential. He just needs to get whatever is going on fixed and he can hopefully rebound from what he's going through, whatever it is. Right. I don't wish any ill will on him. Um, you know, I just hope that I hope that this is a, a quick learning lesson for all of these guys, these yep. kids per se. Kids. Like you said, we all, we all make mistakes when we're young and now that, you know, you're getting millions of dollars and you're, you know, the leash is a little shorter and, you know, a lot of things can be affected by your actions. I mean, well, and the le- the lens is magnified too. Yeah, because and everyone's for, wa- everyone's watching. For Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's, you know, pro- I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think the difference, I think the difference between him and like a Brady or a Manning, is that Manning's a pretty likable guy. He did like SNL. He's a he's a funny dude. Um, he really didn't give sound bites and didn't go on podcasts. And and to build point, I think. Now that he is, now that he goes on like the Pat McAfee show often and like drops these like nuggets that are sort of bombs of like what he does, and I think that that all often amplifies um, a lot of the I don't want to say hate, but the things that people don't like about him per se. I mean, the guy's talented. Don't get me wrong, but the way that he goes about. You know, this whole Jets thing, when you listen to him today, talk about like, yeah, I'm expected that I'm expected to be with the Jets. It's like, bro, they haven't fucking made anything put pen to paper. And you're just you're breaking news on on the Pat McAfee show. It's like that's kind of shitty. I kind of hope that the Packers say, and eh, now we've traded you to fucking uh, um, I don't know, the fucking the Texans eat a dick. You know, <laughs> because, I mean, at all intents and purposes, they could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing stopping them. Or but. the or the or the the Packers call the Jets and be like, Hey bro, remember how we were talking about that deal and we were probably trying to keep it like on the down low a little bit? Well, you know, that kind of went out the fucking out the window. So you're gonna be sending us more picks. Sorry, yeah. bro. I don't know what they have in, in writing or not or or you know, and again when 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 Aaron Rodgers got on the television today with McAfee. He was like, uh, I think they're – listen, the Packers didn't want me. They wanted to move on, and they're the holdup right now. It, the holdup is, like, the compensation. And I'm like, dude, you're not the GM of the Packers, and you're not the GM of the Jets. Like, yeah. But I, I, don't have, I don't even know who represents them, to be honest. I should look it up because I guess they're kind of just like Aaron's being Aaron again, you know? I would love it if the Jets turn around and say, oh, yeah, no, we weren't really interested in you all along. We were waiting until Lamar was available to, to talk, and uh, that's who we really want. <laughs> the, the wild thing is that the Jets did such a bad job with um, the, the MILF hunter that they're already ready to punt on a first-round pick. <laughs> I love these names. Jesse's I love, always I love got these names. The, so they're already, like, he's what, been in the league two years? I guess. I guess. I don't even know who the hell you're talking about. Zach Wilson. Uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I get. Yeah. So I like, assumed, but so like they bar- he's barely been in the league for a minute. Like I watched him play in the Washington Pro Day, and I was like, I don't know about this guy. And then they take him in the first round for some godforsaken reason. So like, if he's not the guy, he's not the guy. But at some point, like, you need to start doing smart 
making smart decisions. And like, if you give up a lot of capital for Aaron Rodgers, like how many years is he going to want to play? And then on top of it, like, I'm pretty sure that the Green Bay media gave him like carte blanche to just be a dickhead. And they they probably just swept it all under the rug because it's Aaron being Aaron. But like the Daily News and the New York Post, they're going to fucking rip this guy to pieces the first time he has a bad game. You don't care. Yeah. I, well, we'll see. Like yeah. Bill said, he's in he's in his own world, man. Yeah. He could care less. If and, anything, and, he'll make a mockery of it. And the same the same sort of way I feel about like Jason Kelsey is sort of the same way I feel about Aaron Rodgers. It's like it's a little bit different, but the fact that at any moment he can make a decision to say, you know what, I really don't want to play anymore, handcuffs your team. So if you want to continue year after year, like if I'm the Jets and I can say, okay, here's two first-round picks or whatever the compensation is, and next year he has a shitty year or this year is a shitty year, and he's like, you know what, or he gets banged up, he's like, eh, I'm done. I mean, they're sitting there holding their proverbial penises because, mm-hmm. you know, they gave up what they gave up and they don't have a commitment from him. You know, he's under contract for, I mean, they're taking on his contract, but they don't have a long-term commitment from him. So they have to basically essentially give up two picks or whatever and say, please stay. So again, you're held hostage and I don't quite understand that. But again, we know the NFL is a quarterback league. They made the move to get Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. They've basically signed everybody on the list so, Joe Douglas, congratulations, I guess. But I, I don't see how – I mean, first of all, I wouldn't want to be in the AFC. I'd want to stay in the NFC if you look at the quarterback, the quarterbacks and the teams. Yeah, it's, it's really and, Jalen Hurts, and that's and, it. Yeah, and so you're going to go to the AFC North and play Tua East. and that team. Thank you, East, excuse me. You're going to play Tua. You're going to play Belichick. Um, you're going to play the Bills. Like, <laughs> like obviously, like, I, maybe he just likes New York City. Like, I, I don't I don't see it. And the Jets. I, know, I look at it the other way, honestly, dudes. I think, look at the Jets. They were a game out of the playoffs last year with Zach Wilson and a quarter and Mike White and then a quarterback who couldn't even throw the ball, ran the ball every time. Jets have Jets have probably the best defense in football. You give them Aaron Rodgers with Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Bryce Hall. Uh, I, 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 I would. I'm, I'm again. Who knows? It hasn't happened. It could, I'm under the assumption that the fucking AFC East is on lockdown now. They, they're on notice. Think Aaron Rodgers is losing to Mac Jones? I mean, Aaron. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, w- I would have thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to go to the Patriots, but. I was way wrong. I, I mean, I just think I think the Bills. I think the Bills are gonna go to. I, I think the Bills are. You're gonna see with them explode. I think McDermott is way overrated as a coach. I think Josh Allen is gonna regress again without Brian Dable. I think it's coach and uh, you know and play and play caller. Or it's just I I I think the Jets are doing this simply because the NFL. I think we look at it sometimes like it used to be. For like a three to five year window, it's a one year window, dude. 
And when you're the Jets, you haven't won the Super Bowl in 50 years. You don't give a shit about 2024. It's if we can get Aaron Rodgers this year, we have an elite defense. We have okay, pretty decent receivers. Let's go. Let's go. Let's give it a shot. Like, and I respect that, you know, from the Jets. I mean, I'm not like rooting for them by any means or anything like that. But like, I get it. You know, when when you haven't won, you know, won a playoff game since Mark Sanchez was your quarterback. <laughs> um, you, you know, it, it's it's just where we're at. I mean, you know, if we didn't have Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts didn't progress, and again, I know it's a big if and this and the other ifs and buts. But like, what would have been the Eagles' game plan? Try to trade up to get you know a closer a pick to get a rookie this year, maybe, or we go after Jimmy G. That's I'm just like quarterbacks. There's maybe I mean when you when, when and this could be another episode we can do during the dog days of summer maybe listing the teams that have quarterbacks that legitimately can win a Super Bowl, and I guarantee it's probably single digits. It's gonna be That's, a short episode, and, and so. And Aaron Rodgers, I think, is still on that list of a guy that can lead you to a Super Bowl. So I think for the Jets, and again, you know, is it a match made in heaven? Probably not, you know, because there's culture culture concerns. You know, he's pretty aloof and all that bullshit. But yeah, but what does winning do, Bill? But that's what I'm saying, Matt. The Jets last year lost games 17-13. Look at it, 2016, 13-10. Aaron Rodgers wins those games. I'm telling you that right now on that team. Like, not every game, I mean, I'm not a fucking, obviously, Swami, but I'm telling the Jets' defense is elite. And you give Aaron Rodgers on that team now, all right, you know, I mean, they're, I think they're a contender. I mean, I, I sold that, I mean, Mahomes is still Mahomes, so it's all, I agree, and Burrow, John, I mean, going to AFC is still, like, <laughs> good luck. Like, you can win your division and be a first-round loss if you play the Bengals round one, 100%. But I think, um... There was no NFC team that really probably wanted him or and the ones that could like, you know, I mean, Sam Fran clearly didn't want him. You know, I mean, where's he going to go? Tampa. They're not going to win Tampa. Is he going to go to the Saints? They're not going to win. So it's just like you, you'd know. think the, the, the 49ers would want him, you know, you, you know, he's from that area and stuff. But, you know, yeah. I, you know, it's uh, Kyle Shanahan's an odd bird and. You know, he, you know, I, 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 I think he's a culture guy too. I mean, for a few reasons. And plus you got to pay him $40 million. I mean, you know, it's in, and I don't know if they can afford to do that with their guys. Cause they're saying that they, all their quarterbacks are on rookie deals. I, mean, I think got- it, what it does is to Bill's point, especially in a city, in a market like New York, they love making a splash up there and they love, you know, you know, giving their team some juice for better or for worse and rolling the dice. So yeah, I can totally, I told, I could totally see where you're coming from with that bill. I mean, just think about it. Think about if we were eight and nine last year, missed the playoffs by one game, had literally the best team was in football probably. And we just, again, personality aside, and maybe you won it. What would you think if we had no quarterback and traded for Aaron Rodgers? I think you'd be happy. I, I, I mean, I don't think you'd be happy rooting for this guy. You're buying a Seahawks jersey. But as a football fan, and, and again, I'm not trying to be like, you know, you know what I put that, but I'm just saying, like, as a football fan. You'd see the logic. He, he didn't play great last year, but he, you know, he didn't play horrible. And it, it's one of those things where it's, you know, I, I think last year they were just both sides were just done. They didn't need a divorce. But, 
I mean, if Philly didn't have Jalen and we were going quarterback to quarterback every year with quote unquote milf hunters behind center, and then we got Aaron Rodgers, man, I'd be pretty yoked, pretty stoked. Yeah. So, but again, any given Sunday, dude, I'd rather have Jalen Hurst than all of them. Only person, yeah, I, I love Jalen. And he liked him a lot. All right, so I want to I want to put a bow on this episode with a uh, a question that I asked you guys yesterday on our te- text thread regarding draft picks. Okay, I found this I found this article on the internet wasteland. You it's a little dated, but it, I still feel like it has some merit and it's interesting. It's a list of the 30 worst first round draft picks of the 21st century. Now, like I said, it's a little dated, but the 21st century started when 2020 was the first year of the 21st century, right? So we've got about 23, 20, 22, 23 years worth of, of content here of, of, of picks. I like zero years. Would it be 2000? Is it 2000? I yeah, mean, centuries go by, I think. No, it's 2000. 2000. What did I say? 2020. Oh, I'm sorry. Not 2020. I meant 2000. I'm sorry. Brain fart. Our FFP stat department, thanks for the it's the COVID. It's the COVID fog still <laughs> trying to clear my brain. Um, so there's 30, all right? How many of out of the 30 do the Eagles have? At least one. Okay, Jesse says at least one. Did I already play this game and I was wrong like a bunch of you, times? You did. You were wrong a bunch of times. <laughs> I think you I said say, like I think you said five. Your first answer, then you said like ten, <laughs> ten. which I mean, is like a third of the list. A number of Howie years. I know. But keep in mind, like the the early part of the twenty first century, we had we had Big Red drafting for us. Well, I think, so, yeah, but. I mean, so this is first round. I think Danny Watkins might be in that. Yeah, Danny this Watkins is, might this be is in that. First round. And this is just round. NFL. Just NFL. Just NFL draft. Danny Watkins and the, um, that, that. And what's the years yeah. again? It's it, the 21st century. So it starts in the year 2000 and it goes up to present, present day minus like a year or two because it's a Andy little, like I said, it's a little dated. And but. yeah, Andy and Andy up. Starts from basically pretty much. Right, I'm going to say two. Yeah. It's... Okay. Bill, how, how many do you think? I'm going to take the over. John said five. I'm going to say six. I'm going to take the over on John's five and say. Okay. Six. Well, I said two now, but well, five, <laughs> five yesterday. yesterday. Actually, three. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go three. Okay. Eagles are on that list. Okay. Are we playing prices right rules? This list. No, I, I thought of another player. <laughs> this list, according to according to this list, okay. The Eagles have zero players on this list. Uh, that that just came out from from Julian uh, Lurie, probably or something. His department. Who, who's number one on the list? So I'm going to back down. I mean, we can go through all thirty, but it's you know we're running all along here. So I cut it down to the top, the top ten. Okay, Perfect. and I'm just going to name them right off. Okay, so at ten we have Troy Williamson, drafted by the Vikings, wide receiver. Wide receiver he went to TCU. Did he go to TCU? Uh, let's see. I'm sure I understand. Say here. Probably. He was a bust. He probably went to TCU. Did he go to TCU? He was a bullfrog. Uh, South Carolina. 
So number nine, we have Charles Rogers drafted by the Detroit Lions. He went to Michigan State, Charles Rogers. Wide receiver. Detroit drafted him. He's supposed to be the Megatron 2.0. No, no, no. (laughs) So number eight, we have Morris Claiborne. Morris Claiborne. He went to Ohio State. Cornerback. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Number six overall pick in 2012. Number seven, we have Jason Smith, offensive tackle, St. Louis Rams. The number two overall pick in 2009. Number six brings us to Joey Harrington, quarterback. Detroit Lions. Go Ducks. Oregon Ducks. No, he went went to Oregon State. Oregon State. Number five, we've got Deion Jordan. Deion Jordan. Oregon. Oregon, yeah. He was chip guy. That was chip guy. Number number four, Justin Blackmon. Yeah. Blackmon, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, yeah. Nobody scores, (laughs) TD. Like, well, Jaguars, right? Yeah. Jaguars. He couldn't stop drinking. Number five overall pick. Sucks for him now. Well, no, I think he had a I think he had a booze problem too. He might have had a DUI, but he he had issues with drug tests. What what's the what's the old saying? If you booze, you lose. You lose. <laughs> I guess what number one is Matt. I guess what number one is. Well, we're almost there. We're almost <laughs> there. I'll let you guess when we get to it. So we're at number three, and we've mentioned this person for other reasons in this podcast. John Manziel, number mm. three, drafted by the Cleveland Browns at number twenty-two. So but I guess the number two or one is. I want to put one name out. Jamarcus okay. Russell. Well, yeah, he's got to be there. Uh, well, number two is, is not Jamarcus Russell. Can you guess who that is? Can you guess who it is? Number two. Uh, if you don't get, I mean, I get, I guessed it when I got down to like the top three. I was like, all right, this guy's got to be here. Ricky Williams. No, he had some good years. That's twentieth century, John. <laughs> Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> yeah, he was in the 90s. Tim yeah. Couch? What's up? Tim Couch? Nope. No, nah, that would have been later, too, right? RG3, number two. Yeah, but he really? Here. And he blew Which his is, knee out. See, I, I don't know about that. Debatable. Debatable, right? That was an injury. I mean, he had an injury. He was, he was on, he had a good path going. Yeah, he was, he was going to be, I Mike think. Mike Janhan ruined his career when he brought him back for that playoff game. And he, he never did. Was, and we all watched his career his, just get destroyed we watched his knee go like peace i'm out destroyed and number one jamarcus russell <laughs> i'm shocked that danny watkins isn't on that list well i can tell i mean there's so many busts now that's number 10 so 11 you had blaine gabbert uh 12 justin gilbert 13 uh d Milner. Uh, milliner milner 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 Matt Liner, number oh, fourteen. D. Milner is roll tied at Alabama. D. Milner. Who are you? Who are uh, Vince Young at seventeen? Who um, who are you looking for, Jesse? Danny Watkins. Danny. Uh, let me see. Hold on. D. Milner, roll tied, baby. Oh. Bus City. Danny Watkins. Right. Wait for the Eagles. Yeah, I think we should. We should I just roll told back. You there are no, no Eagles on this. That's what we I should. Mean. We, yeah. we. I'm shocked that Danny Watkins. Like he was out of the NFL in what three years? Two years? Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's the little. Well, what year did he get drafted? Andy redrafted him. Okay, what year though? Um, 
Did he Watkins? He was like 2011 or 12. Okay. 2011. Okay. Bill is re- okay. you're ridiculous, Bill. And not Dan. No, obviously, obviously these guys are worse than Danny Watkins, Jesse. Well, that about wraps it up. Check us out on the social media hey, interwebs. Played Twenty-four games. He didn't like football. Four, he said, pod. Like I really don't love playing football. That's great. Love hearing that out of your first round pick. There you go. <laughs> uh, the moral of the story, kids: just do the right thing. Be good for Metal Matt, Big John Stud, Wild Bill, J Lo. Hit it. Yes.